everyone. I'm Kari. Hi, everyone. I'm Bree. Hey, everyone. I'm Annalisa. And this is CSI Talk. We have another CSI episode. This week's episode is called Long Fit. And I think we're all under the impression that it, it would involve a cannibal, but it wasn't. So here are the breakdowns, callbacks, and bullet points that we think could, could be important. And guys, you want to stick around for the bullet points because we just had a brainstorm earlier. And well, we're going to leave this. <laughs> So the episode begins and we have a Hawaiian ceremony and they find a dead body. And can I just say this crazy really sad? We're gonna get CSI to a whole new level, to a graphic level, because I'm sure at least some of us really were disgusted to see the body. <laughs> at least I was. Then we get to the lady in the, at the lab, and Grissom's like, we don't usually eat at the lab. And we have our first callback. It's a reference to Rashamama, the Diane Chase episode in which... It wasn't the first callback. The first callback was we have no eating in the lab because Grissom did the same thing with an apple to Nick in early CSI. Yeah, so the Diane Chase episode. If y'all don't remember, it's the episode that this mafia lawyer, she is killed by bridemaids and tied to the back of a car. And the CSIs go to investigate the case, but somebody steals Nick's car because all the evidence was in his car. And they have to work with what they got to solve the case because it's a high-profile case. And that's it. Grissom is back, and we love to see it. The IA lady is questioning why Grissom and Sarah are back in the CSI. And Grissom said, we came back because our friend's life was in danger. I mean, I'm sorry, IA lady. Don't you have any besties that you do anything for them? Because GSR do. We miss Max Sons for the first time. And when Max gets to the scene, she calls Grissom Cloak and Dagger. <laughs> Grissom said that, that the IA lady is questioning why he and Sarah are back. So he thought it was better to work some cases that doesn't involve the Hodges one. At all. And, and Josh finds the trail that the killer took. And the coroner asks how he did it. And we see, once again, Josh reconstructing the scene in his head. He's really smart. Like, I love him. So Ellie is taking the lead on the case. And Max gets the one-liner of the week. Maybe I'll ask him while the body's being lifted up from the ground. So next scene, we get to Max's son. He goes to a party. And he goes to break a fight. And... Instead, he is arrested. And Christ. I wonder why, huh? Mm-hmm. Chris, he wants to go back to the sea. We're back in the in the penthouse, and Grissom said he wants to go back to the sea. And Sarah tells Grissom to have some faith in him, in her, because he knows how persuasive she can be. Yeah, Sarah, we know. Your husband knows how persuasive you can be. So, victim was, ID was identified by something that was inside of him. He was the son of the owners of the hotel where he, the body was found. And, but they have to wait for the body to cool down until they know for sure what killed him because he was already dead when he was laid in this kind of like a, not a fire, but like he was, his body was cooked. So, actually, the actor who is the father of the Vic previous episodes of CSI playing different characters. Yeah, and he also was in elementary, so if you've watched elementary and you remember him for somewhere, it's from elementary, and I hated him in elementary. Well, Max gets her son out of jail, and she knows he was arrested because of racial profiling, and well, Sarah meets with the IA lady, and the cases Hodges was accused of didn't happen under her watch. I mean, okay, so the IA lady, she brings back Grissom's evaluation of Sarah. Do you all remember that? It was really early in the original run. The name of the episode, if I'm not mistaken, is Evaluation Day. And 
And the I later starts questioning Sarah and Grissom's relationship, which we all knew that this was going to be brought up at some point in the show. Somebody was going to question Sarah and Grissom's relationship, saying that either Grissom or Sarah had blind spots because they were they were distracted by each other. And Sarah said she won't go on stand if her husband's words from 20 years ago are being twisted and used against her. Like, yes, Queen, you tell her. And then the I lady realizes that she made a mistake and tried to remedy the situation and saying that what Grissom put in the in his evaluation of Sarah, he said, if Sarah masters her demons, she'll become the best CSI she can be. She was made for this job. Well, uh, the, the evaluation that was used was from season six, according to Noel Croft. Well, on the next scene, Sarah is going through the soil samples with Allie because, you know, it was a big scene and they had to bring it back with them. And Sarah is going through the soil samples with Allie and she echoes Grissom's words and say, some people say I was made for this job. She loves her husband and it shows. Mm -hmm. Sarah and Grissom and Max are helping Allie in this investigation, which I absolutely love to see it. We all love to see it. And then in the next scene, we have underwater underwater scene at the pool, which is a hint of where, of what we're going to see in the end of the episode when Allie swims and screams underwater. By the way, if anybody knows what song is playing when Allie is in the pool, please tell us because we all want to know. So we found out that the Vicks might have raped Rachel Koa, who accused the Vicks of raping her. But nobody listened to, to her, which is true. Unfortunately, women who go through this type of assault, they are not believed in, even though there are evidence proving that they were raped and they were drugged. And with a day rape drug, I mean, still, they are not believed. So Ellie is distracted by this more than anyone during the investigation. And Max tells her that the Vic could be a rapist, but he's the one who is in the morgue, even though they might... And they might empathize with his killer they have to solve his murder, which is what Grissom kept saying to his CSIs during his era in DB2. And Max's line from the promo about the truth is from this episode. Is, and then the I lady goes to see Max and she's wondering why Max hired Grissom and Sarah. And Max says, oh, you're really coming from my besties? <laughs> well, she doesn't say these words, but she does say that Grissom and Sarah, they are really intelligent and they have a lot of talent and she's going to use that to help the lab. In the meantime, Josh and Hilger, they are putting the body back together because they had to wait until the body cooled down. Ellie goes talk to the sister of the Vic without anyone this time because she was empathizing with her. The sister is wearing part of the murder weapon that we're only going to see in the end. Rachel's sister tells Ellie to take care of her silence, which leads me to believe that something related to a sex crime might have happened to Ellie. And then Sarah, she goes back to the hotel and she wants to have a date night with Grissom. You know, she shows up with a robe and everything, but he's doing homework. He's checking to see if Hodges could have, could have replicated the DNA with the technology available in 2006, and he could. Then Grissom really looks at Sarah. <laughs> And then Sarah makes a plan to get the IA lady to give Grissom a piece of evidence and to narrow down their list of suspects. Grissom agrees because Sarah is that smart. So we see Max and her son talking and wow, that's that whole, I'm pretty sure all this, those scenes with Max involving her son is going to move me. But we found out that the victim wasn't, wasn't who raped Rachel. And then when Ellie tells this to Max, Max said, forget people, Ellie. What does the evidence say? Which echoes Grissom's words from Honeymoon in Vegas? People lie, evidence doesn't. Mm -hmm. and, and next, Ellie goes to the morgue to see how the body looks. And Ellie, she draws the shape of the weapon that killed the Vix, and she finds a shot tooth. Well, we have two people who lived in the ocean, the Pacific Ocean for the last six years, right? So they go to the hotel and they grab all the weapons that could have had, that, that could that have sharp teeth. And then Grissom, you know, in the meantime, Grissom is talking to the I lady and she brings her an orange. Sarah tells the I lady that 
the work at CSI is what brought them together, which is kind of true. I mean, not really, because they met in San Francisco first. I mean, but yeah, so essentially the work in CSI was brought them together. Sarah tells the guy lady it took her years to convince Grissom to give them both of them a chance. And Sarah calls back to nesting dolls when she told Grissom about her past. And her words, he was just there. So the IA lady says that this case is a tug of war. Okay, so this came to my mind. It might mean nothing. But on the episode of season seven, when Grissom receives the miniature from Sarah's production, he goes to this mini- to this store that sells pieces of miniature and to see how an angel could work. And the clerk at the store shows him a tug of war between six characters. At the time, I thought this could have been a metaphor, you know, representing the OG six. Uh, Can I, I mean, say something? Sarah's sweater during this scene matches the coloring of her apartment from Nesting Dolls. Somebody pointed that out in a comment thread. Yeah, so I don't think it's, it's random that they're using stuff like this. Well, at this tug of war thing, might be something, might be nothing. I don't know, but it just came to my mind. So Sarah's line from the from the promo, like, people are usually motivated by something. It's from this episode. So the I lady was convinced by Sarah and Grissom to give Grissom a file. It was her idea. So we definitely see how she was actually a forensic psychologist. Like, we've seen her do this stuff all the time in the original run. We just didn't have a name for it. So Max is going to serve community service. And the officer tries to get under Max's skin, but, and I was like, how dare you get under my skin, my, my queen's skin? Like, how fucking dare you? But Max tells him that he should think about the fact that the first person that he went for was her son, who was trying to break up the fight. And so we're back at CSI and Max and Ali, I'm making an experiment with Yellow Man. And I had a theory that Max was doing this experiment because the victim might have, because the trailer footage showed a victim who was uh, struck by force, uh, by shock force. So Grissom identifies the teeth of the of the shark. Like, no shit, Sherlock, of course you would identify that teeth, right? You spent six years, the last six Over years six. living in the Pacific, yeah, with your life. So... The killer did come back to the scene because Ellie remembers seeing her. And that is why investigators should always take pictures of the crowd around the crime scene. Because usually killers will come back to see their work. But this is the second time this happens and nobody ever took a picture of the, of the people at the crime scene. So, I don't know why. So, Max and Ellie, they go to the killer's house and they think that the weapon was actually a makeshift weapon. You know, it was a weapon made at the moment. So they find the baseball bat and they find the necklace and that's enough to take the, the, that woman to jail. Ellie apologizes to Max and because of the way she behaved. And Max tells Ellie that she, has, she needs to have an escape because Max has her Pilates and Josh has his yoga and Ellie doesn't have a distraction yet. And Max IDs Rachel's rapists and is the victim's father. Because of half of the victim's DNA matched the DNA from the from the rape kit that Rachel made. Since the charge was dropped, there is not something that they can do. But the victim's mom promised to take everything from him. And so uh, something I realized twice in this episode, science was questions. And twice, science proved the truth. I think it's a great reflection of what is actually happening this day and age when everyone is questioning science and questioning what we should do well. So the IA lady goes, gives Grissom the file that he needed to identify the only suspect that could have committed everything. And he realized that he gets the file. The file is from Ronald Post. It was the guy during the DB era who was choked to death with his wife's remains. <laughs> And he goes back to the hotel and asks Sarah, what did she do to put the I lady under her spell? And Sarah just tells him, she was under the impression that I was emotional. Why does everybody think Sarah is emotional? I mean, she is emotional, but why is everyone trying to use that against her? Like, that is so fucking unfair. Uh, so, the, and so the episode ends with, with Ellie screaming underwater. And I'm just asking again, 
if anybody identifies the song that is playing in the background, please let us know because everybody wants to know. So right now we're going to go to the bullet points. Um, so Anna, do you want to start with the, with the first bullet yeah, point? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Into racial profiling. How this would never happen to Lizzie and Cat. Oh, okay. All right. Well, let me, let me, mm, I mean, where, where do we start? You know, where do we start with this? Um, you know, uh, like the you just said, racist. we have, of, you know, clearly inherent, you know, racial bias here. The cop seeing the big tall black guy and assuming he's a looming threat. And not in fact, the two kids actually fighting in the background. So he arrests Max's son. Um, oh my God, Paula, Paula fucking killed it this week with that, by the way. Oh. And Paula does a great job, obviously. Even the actor who was playing her son, so nuanced, so beautiful, so perfectly portrayed. As you pointed out earlier, would this have happened to Catherine and Lindsay back in the day? The answer would have been obviously no, because we oh. saw Lindsay do all sorts of shit and Lindsay never got in trouble. But Max comes onto the scene and I have to say, it's a very good show of the world that we live in. And I have to also give, we talked about this last night, Kari, where like we both went on like little bits of rants on, on like how well they handled this because I, I, I know I did. But one thing I really liked about this new like era of the show, I don't know if anybody else has figured this out or like, you know, and, and I have a feeling unwittingly, this is probably some people's problem with it, with why it feels different, is there's a lot less of a police presence now. There's a lot less of a police presence. We're like, we're not seeing them, we're not seeing them like, you know, chase down people with the exception of like the one scene, you know, we haven't even seen PD. Like we haven't seen them go into PD. We just like, we cut into an, like in the middle of interrogation. You know what I mean? We're not yeah. seeing them like clearly, we're not seeing the detectives at least clearly manipulating the like, you know, suspects while they're clearly like being a little, being way too physical with them. Like my bait, like, you know, boy, you know, we love brass for all that he is, but this was, you know, 20 years ago. So like he was doing shit that like could never you're like oh my god of course you know of course of course of course it's happening there so like we we're not getting any of that and even so much as like the detectives that we've seen we've barely seen them like we've barely seen like the like what i think they're using three detectives this this so far that we've seen or is it just two and uh, two main detectives like a man and a woman and a captain okay so yeah there's three so we've only seen three we don't know much about them we're not having to see them we're not even having to see the csis deal with them like we're not having to we're the beauty of this now is that it's literally just the science and that's it. Yeah. We're not seeing them like having to go talk to the detectives to be like, no, we have to bring this guy in. You know, he did it. And, you know, they're having these conversations with each other and they're actually having these like these heart to hearts like this episode with Ali and Max where like they're leaning on each other and they're leaning on each other's like expertise and like their like own experiences to be like, OK, no, let's do this. And I like all of that is going right back to. Even with Max's son being arrested, we didn't have to see him actually be arrested. We didn't have to actually see him go into Lago. We didn't have to see him go into jail and spend the night there. They did it so well where we know what, what he went through. But we can all imagine what he had, what he went through. We don't have to see it. Like, I don't need to see the trauma. Like, you know what I mean? I don't need to see that, the trauma yeah. porn of it all. Like, but what they did so well is just, just the scene of Max picking him up. But just that moment of, like, him getting into the car quietly, very quietly responding, Max completely over, <clears throat> overwhelmed with emotion. Because she's got five million things going through her mind about how different that night, you know, about how different this whole situation could be for her. Do you want to get some water? I'm okay. Hold on. <laughs> Go get Although, sadly, we still have to have these, like, plot points where, like, things like this happen to Max and her son because that, unfortunately, is still the world we live in. Yeah, and they are something that uh, Georgia and Paula were talking on. The, they were saying on the interviews that the show was about the science and they would rely a lot in the science, especially because of what is happening in the world today and they're keeping their promise mm -hmm. we just see, we just see the inside of the lab yeah like you said if we see the pd we just see interrogation room or we see yeah. the captain's office i don't think we've seen the captain's oh, yeah. office Wait, that was that was in this week that's where they were that's where max was yeah yeah uh that, that was it, and i have a feeling that that that's the element that might be missing that people are like saying because it's still it feels off you know what i mean when you're watching it and I think that might be the element that some people are like without realizing it might, you know what but I mean? I think it's, it's good. You know, it's something that we were talking about today, not today, this week. And the most recent interview that, that Anthony gave ET, Jason Tracy, he has a very specific way of t storytelling. If you've seen elementary, you know what I'm talking about? It's just, we see, we can see how different it might feel, especially in CSI, because that we are not used to this type of storytelling. We're used to, you know, it usually goes like this. 
we see the, the first scene of the episode is usually the crime being committed and then somebody finding the body. The next scene is the CSI after showing up at the scene and then collecting the scene and everything. Grissom does his one-liner and then cuts to the opening credits and then it's the whole team going through the through the cases through the case of the week or two cases of the week sometimes or going to trial and everything and then the episode ends with the team solving the case or not. That's usually how they did it and it worked, but it's different now. I mean, that, like uh, we've said uh, we've said here before a couple of times, this is a blessing and, and a curse. It allowed the show to have this timeless effects, but also we want to see what is happening with the characters. Mm-hmm. We want to like we when the GSR fans found out that they were together, we wanted to see them at their house, how their domestic life was, we essentially never saw it. Like, we saw, like, two scenes of them. Glimpses. And it, yeah, and they lasted a couple of seconds. I think we saw more of the home of their home life when Sarah wasn't, when they weren't even together. Yeah, when they were not <laughs> we even together. House, more of Sarah's house, like, they weren't even together at those points. Yeah, you know, just, that's what, uh, that's what we want to see today. You oh, know, let me and, and we all won. Yeah, we all, we all won that. <laughs> We're winning. We're currently winning, you know? I mean, I can see how some people might have problems with that because this is not what uh, usually what CSI is about. Like, even in in the other sequences that we see in the spin-offs, you know, Miami, New York, and Cyber, you know, we didn't see it. Except yeah, then, yeah. Yeah, which is yeah. unfucking fair that we got that with them. <laughs> That's unfair, but... I have such, and I'm I'm sorry. I, I like Danny, but I don't like Danny at the same time. Yeah, but I'm not gonna go there now. That's a uh, that's a, that's a topic for a different podcast. <laughs> yeah, because he literally shitting on his wife. Shit. But let's let's come back to CSI Vegas. I can see how some people could have a problem with this, but and how some of the older fans are having a problem with the new shape the show <laughs> is taking. But if the show didn't change in this format. It wouldn't appeal to a new audience. It wouldn't appeal to to a new generation. You know what I mean? It wouldn't. It mm-hmm. just wouldn't. Like, okay, we we like. I, I mean, I for example, like I'm 23, and I, the only I watched the aside because of the exam, and I love the show. I love the way the the original run went through, but I was used to see the lives of the characters, and I wanted to see the lives of Grissom and Sarah. I wanted to know how their domestic life was, and I didn't get to see that. And I went to elementary and I saw the way John and Sherlock live together and how the cases would affect would affect Sherlock from time to time or how it would affect John. And I loved how how Jason Tracy did that. So like you know what I'm saying? Like I'm just going to defend Jason Tracy to the end. Although we didn't get a kiss in this episode, but there's a lot of questionings to there's a lot of reasons why, you know. I mean, they shot this the show during the pandemic. And the kiss was filmed. It was filmed. It was it was shows they chose to edit it out of the episode so covid maybe, regulations aside they can't get a better one i think we're gonna get a better one i'm gonna need cbs to post up and be like here's an exclusive deleted i'm gonna need it okay you know what i mean make it an instagram post i don't care like <laughs> throw that shit somewhere it exists somewhere okay like we know it does it was just poorly edited it's up it was poorly edited out, but I'm not gonna get I'm not gonna get started on that. But. I mean, at least it is better edited than some <laughs> some people where <laughs> Okay. Oh my god, the tea is really good today, isn't it? Oh, you know what? We'll move on to our next bullet point. Yeah. Everybody's new favorite villain. Uh, or at least my favorite villain, because I fucking love her. I, I would do anything no, now. I want more of her. I thought we we're gonna go to Allie first. Oh, we're gonna go to Allie first? I take it back. Not everybody's favorite villain. Not everybody's favorite. Just everybody. <laughs> Because, I mean, we're going to talk about the IA lady, but, I mean, we're going to talk a lot of a lot of sh- things tied to the IA lady. So, let's just give our girl Ellie her own bullet point, because she was the lead, yeah. like, the first time she led an episode. So, we said it here before, how something must have happened to Ellie in the past, because of the, because Josh said that Ellie never ran after a suspect like that and how she reached for her gun he said he wasn't like her and uh, we all thought okay something happened to her something happened to her that we don't know and the way she sympathized with 
the killer and the, her sister, Rachel. I think she was sexually assaulted. And Max knows it. And Josh knows it. Maybe it could have been someone from the department, from the from the LVPD, and because it has had some, it has happened before. Maybe they could prove it, but it wasn't enough to convict them. Maybe it was somebody who was who is extremely powerful in the LVPD, and they just can't prove it and cannot take this guy down, this person down. We don't know if it's a man or, or a woman, because it could have been a woman. Although these statistics are really really small it could have been i mean i don't know about you girls but when i see episodes of csi and the victim the one victim or the other or another victim was sexually assaulted i feel for the victim i feel yeah. for the victim because i know that this could there is a possibility of this happening to me and i mean we talked about it earlier like the like horrible truth of it all is that just when it comes to women or people who identify as, as women like the statistics of you either being sexually assaulted or harassed is like one in three. Like, you know what I mean? Like at one point, it's just, it's, it's not even like the, like, it's not even the idea of like, oh, I'm afraid of this happening to me. It's more of the, like, the idea of like, oh no, this will happen to me. I know that this, you know what I mean? Like one of these things will happen to me in my lifetime. And I have nothing, I have no way to like, you know what I mean? Stop to stop it. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to happen. And that's just how we live. That's just how we live day to day. You know? Yeah. Ellie gets to her work in the police force so although there are there are women there are a lot of women working in the police force right now but still violence against women especially in the police because there's there are studies about it okay i'm reading those studies because of my completion work because i'm doing on criminology and uh, there is a lot of sexism in the police department and both max ali even sarah can oh, yes, as well because cool. you know Catherine's past as a stripper is always brings up like, you're just saying this because we were a stripper. Yeah, as you're saying this because we're a stripper. Oh, well, Catherine, Catherine was a stripper. Like, yes, we get it. Catherine was, was a stripper, but she's a CSI. Like, it's like nobody can get over the fact that she was a stripper and now she's a CSI, you know? It's just... And I want to see how they're going to handle this and the storytelling. How they're going to handle this because there is a main storyline happening, which is the Hodges case, which is going to... We're going to talk about it. But I want to see how they're going to bring this... How they're going to treat this in the in the in the season or maybe season two because it's a very it's a delicate it's a delicate theme but it's something that needs to be talked about because if a woman gets raped and then she she gets pregnant from her rapist and a woman doesn't know she's pregnant until the third month but even if she doesn't know she's pregnant she can't go even if she when even when she finds out She's pregnant. She can't have an abortion. And it's her fault all of a sudden. Like, it is not. And if you need a signal to, like, everybody saying it is your fault. No, it is not your fault. Okay? It is not your fault that you went through what you went through. And that, I think that's, that's what is going to happen to Allie. It's not just the job getting to her. Because it's what happened to Sarah when it came to victims of spousal abuse. How... how she was a lot more affected by these cases. It's the same thing with Allie. Something happened to her that Josh and Max know about. And probably they probably tried to do something, but it wasn't it wasn't enough. You know, you could have all the evidence in the world to prove a sexual crime. But unfortunately it would come to the jury and they would believe a man than a woman, even with all the evidence in the world. So it's just, it, it is really nice that CSI is not only touching on uh, on subjects such as racial profiling. And the guy who arrested Maxon, he was Asian too. So what does that say, you know? Inherent bias. It's in anyone. It's not just white people. Yeah. It's really nice that they oh. bring this up. Oh, okay. I, I, I was going to say, I, since we're on our bullet point for Ali, this is her moment to shine. Um, there seems to be a divide amongst the fandom, or at least the fandom at large that we can interact with. I don't know. I can't, we can't speak or have any idea of what like 80% of the rest of the fandom does. But yeah, there's, there yeah. seems to be a large group of people who are not. I think this is what exactly, you know, this is exactly what happened to Sarah. 
Yeah, and there's yeah. also people who need yeah. the English coach. The actress is British. She does not need an English coach. Wait, you know what? Yeah. I'm gonna say it. This is what happened to Georgia Fox in the beginning of the original run. She said that people hate her. They even made wrote goddamn petitions to take Sarah Seidel of CSI. And Ironic, I want to see that happen <laughs> to Ali, okay? Because we all ask for for representation, for diversity in the new run, okay? We ask for diversity, and we get it, okay? We we got a Hispanic coroner, we got a woman of color as the lab director, and we've got a, an Indian Like I never thought that they were gonna get a character from India to portray a CSI. Like I I I didn't know that that could happen. Okay, it's just. But look, all of that aside, all of that aside, we here as a collective are very pro Ali. We're very yes. Ali. We just we want like to get that Allie, out now. Okay? We yeah. like Ali. Okay, she's our baby girl. We will protect her with everything that we can. Okay, yes. my beautiful and naive little baby like princess. Ali, okay, that's a problem. Okay, deal with it. Honestly, honestly, that's a red flag. That's a red flag for me. Why? That's what kind of flag. issues you got with her? She was, okay, now I understand, and now and now I do understand some people saying that like that first or second episode, it was a little tricky. You know what I mean? But it's also like the first or second episode of a brand new television series. Like it, it, it would have been way to too like little. improbable. Yeah, it would have been way too improbable for each one of those characters to come out of the gate perfectly made, like perfectly crafted. A main character, I should say, that I don't like. I enjoy all the main characters so far. She's a she's a great yeah. character, and if you don't like her, then you're not you're not as you know you're just like those people who who hated Sarah Seidel from the original run, okay? I, now, I, I you, no, no, you have a point because you have a point, you have a point. And you know what? Going back to what Bree said, should we use that as a segue into our next bullet? <laughs> Thank you. Oh yes, the the lady that we all love to hate, Nora Cross. Yeah, the, the, the new villain, the IA lady, because nobody's calling her by her goddamn name in this show. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, I gotta say, I gotta say, I gotta say, my new favorite villain. I fucking love this woman. I love her. I, mean, I think she's being manipulated by somebody else. You think she's being manipulated? We'll say the quote-unquote villain for now. Okay, the quote-unquote villain. Until we until we find out more information, she is the quote. She is our villain. You know what I mean? I love her so much. I did not think I would love her as much as I did, but oh my god, I need more of her, please. Yeah, I think we're going to see a lot of her because she's probably going to tell the DA everything that she's hearing in the lab. I love it. Yeah. See, I don't like her. At this point in time, I like to echo more than I like her. Ooh. Uh, wow, that is something. Yeah. That's why there's a lot of times when people say they like her, I've been silent because I don't like her at all. I like the, the actress is good. It's the character I don't like. Can I say one more thing about her, by the way? Yeah reason why I do love her so much is that I love how well, oh, how would I say this? How would I say this? Essentially, I love how she's had these moments to come in. And, and I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this because we're going to, this goes into our next, our next, this is a good segue into our next bullet point anyway. She's coming into this world and this universe, right? As the bad guy already, like out the gate, she knows nobody's going to trust her. Nobody's going to like her. She's a fucking IA investigator. They, she knows that, right? So I love that they have someone like her coming into this, like, universe and, like, coming up against our, like, two superstars, Grissom and Sarah, and, like, the entire LVP LVPD crime lab, right? Like, these are the people that, like, you don't fuck with, right? They have, they have, they have these huge legacies behind them. I but mean, I love the LVPD is dirty. No, yeah. the LVPD, I'm, I'm talking about Grissom and Sarah. I'm talking about Grissom and Sarah. The LVPD can go fuck itself. I don't care about them. <laughs> but, like, the idea that, like, she's coming in and they're basically like, all right, so everything these people have ever done or touched is potentially tampered with. Here's a giant stack of everything that you could possibly need to know from a professional standpoint about these two people in particular. Now, please, now we need you to decide whether or not they had anything, they were involved with this, like, huge case, right? So I love the idea that, like, I, I think what really drew me to her is that, like, instead of being the typical, like, hard-ass, like, y'all are, y'all are both, you know, horrible, like, or not horrible, but y'all are both, you know, duplicitous in this and, like, this and the other. I love how she's coming to it with, like, this, like, nonchalance of, like, I don't really want this case, but I'm clearly being told that I need to be working this case. That being said, I read some reports, Sarah, are you a fucking firecracker who, like, can't control emotions and was sleeping with their boss who's now their husband? Grissom, what the fuck did you even do? Do, do you know any, like, like, just questioning all of these things in such a great way. And I love the idea that she is able to use their, like, she's able to really put them into check because she does not know who they are. So, like, she's coming in completely oblivious to who they are. 
So she's questioning Grissom's like ability to like lead. And like Sarah brings up later on, she's like, if you would think that this man would tamper with evidence, you're not as smart as you think you are. Because obviously we're all in agreement with Sarah. But like if I was handed this from like from her point of view, I too would be like, I don't know if I trust this guy. They say he's so good. They say he's really good and he's great at his job. But like if this really happened in his lab, maybe he's not as good as everybody says he is. You know what I mean? Like he, he was like sleeping with his coworker and like ended up marrying her and like all this shit happened. And then he, he fucked off to Costa Rica and never came back. Like, and like, and then even, so I, I like the idea that she's coming in very, uh, very, like, very much like, I'm not going to be the hard ass, but I'm going to figure out what the fuck happened. Like, no matter what, she's going to, she's there to figure out what went, what went wrong and who helped. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and Sarah plays it, her like a fiddle. And Sarah plays her like a fucking, like a fucking concerto. Yeah, yeah. A concerto. Sarah, Sarah is a forensic psychologist, as we saw on her ID. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it makes sense because we always saw her do those. It's exactly like, you know, Sarah doing these calculations and dealing with elements and materials. You know, we've always saw her doing that, but we never had a name. And now we see, like, what did what she did. <laughs> Sarah is a, um, a, has a, has a, a master's degree in physics from Berkeley, went to Harvard, uh, also somehow is a forensic psychologist. It all plays into this episode, though, like, clearly this woman proving yet again that she is the genius of all geniuses on the show nobody should even dare come up against her in terms of intelligence my girl knows it all mm-hmm. she knows that. it all and she knows how to play you but she knows how to play you so she well knows how to play gil grissom okay yeah I'll, yep she can so play if she knows how to play gil grissom really think she wouldn't be able to to play this eye lady you know so, which brings us to our next bullet point you know GSR working together against the IA lady. I know, I know. We've all knew that this was coming, that, that GSR would eventually go against the IA lady. But the way they did it, and, and Grissom wasn't the one that was leading everything. It was Sarah. It was Wifey's time. Wifey's it was Sarah time. messed, you know, it was, Sarah, it was Sarah's plan. Okay, she which had a different... Which is not surprising. Uh, which is not surprising at all, but she had a different plan for the evening, but she came up with this plan, which is amazing. Yeah, she knows how to persuade Grissom. Very well. And can we just say how good she looks in a jumpsuit? Like, I did, did we all not miss her? Like, I, I, I'm sure did miss Georgia Fox wearing a jumpsuit, CSI jumpsuit on screen. Like, I miss that. I, I really did. I really, yeah, you're right. I miss, I miss, I miss baby girl getting down and dirty trying to get some evidence. You know? As, as much as I miss Sarah in jumpsuits, I really miss Grissom's dictionary definitions. <laughs> Bring it back. Oh, Bring it back. Gonna, I'm pretty sure we're gonna see it. Like he, that's exactly what he did when the IA lady was questioning him. Yeah. Hey, like, hey. He was able to remember the Diane Chase case immediately as she described it to him. Even she was like, oh, she, she was like, oh, that was from 2006. You remember that? He's like, he's like, okay, go again. We got some good dumb assistants. No idea if you're listening to this, but if you are, God, I love you, and I'm gonna protect you from everything because. You're giving my favorite o OTP, you know, my CSI Endgame, everything we've ever wanted, and we never got it there. I said it. Yeah. And look, and you know what? You're we got giving, great domesticity. You're serving. You're serving us so well. Yes. You know what? Look, we got great domesticity in the beginning of the episode. Great. That was fine. Domesticity, that, you know, side tangent. We were supposed to get a kiss in this scene. It I was had a feeling we weren't. As soon as they released the scene, I knew it. Oh, yes. It's CSI. <laughs> what did we expect? Right? Clearly, the kiss was very poorly edited out with some ADR that they threw in at the last second. I was like, great, we're just ADRing Georgia's lines now instead of giving us a kiss. Okay, fine, I'll take it. But we had that. And then we had, and then we really had Sarah Seidel coming home after a long day at work and saying, I got one thing on my mind, and it's my husband. And our evening is going to consist of us enjoying the shit out of this penthouse bedroom. My man made their bar into a, a, a mobile lab. And honestly, that's the most fucking gruesome thing I've ever seen yeah, in, my, in my entire life. Thing ever. <laughs> and then he checks her out when she, and goes, I think when she realized what was going on, he was yeah, like, and oh, he's like, oh, damn, I fucked up. But I, literally, he's like, literally, you see the moment pass over him when he's like, so focused. He's like, we have to figure out if his DNA got like, could have been tampered with and could have been replicated. Blah, 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 blah. Hey, honey, wait, hey, honey, can you, holy shit, what are you, oh, wow. Fuck. That's what you meant. <laughs> like, you could see that whole moment pass before him, and you're just like, I wanted to go through and just slap that man and be like, what is wrong with you? The last scene. Oh, the last scene. And Grissom's like, I don't know what kind of magic you did to put that moment oh, under no, no, a spell. No. And Sarah's just looking at him. The same magic what I used to put you under my spell. <laughs> and he knows it because then he then he puts his hand on her cheek and 
breath system. Yeah, so nobody can tell way. me. I have to say, you know what? Maybe you guys are right. Maybe, maybe the kiss got cut. The only logical reason I could think would be, I don't think it was for time. Because I don't see, I don't see how extending oh, I see where you're getting. by, I don't see how extending a scene by 20 seconds would have like, thrown their time off. You know what I mean? You could have cut something from, you know, another, another scene. But I do wonder if, they didn't want to put it in the episode because a they realized that if they do give us a kiss, we're all gonna fucking lose our minds, and that's all we're gonna care about. But I wonder if they yeah. thought that it wasn't, it didn't fit the the episode emotionally. Like maybe this oh. isn't like this, maybe you know, because, like the tone. Yeah, the tone yeah. was yeah, like yeah. Because the episode, I mean, although the, the victim turned out not to be a rapist, but the main storyline of the episode wasn't the Hodges case or even the IA lady. It was the fact that mm-hmm. Ellie was not looking for the for the killer who killed her victim. She was looking for a rapist who raped another girl. And yeah. if, if in that early in the episode, they would have given us Sarah and Grissom kissing, nobody would have cared about Ellie looking for a rapist. But the, I think the it would have taken the emotion. It would it would have taken the emotion out of it too. Like I don't think yeah, tonally this episode, this episode is really emotional. I mean, like yes, it was. It was, honestly, it was I had a feeling they were probably like, you know what? Let's cut it here. It would have been a cute kiss anyway. But it, the episode clearly worked without it. You know what I mean? Like it yeah. clearly worked without it. And I have a feeling whatever we get later on, it's just going to only add to the episode. And I feel like with this, it may have just it was just there. Although I, I, I do have to say too. Maybe when it gets I think, on DVD, yeah, I think it might be a deleted scene. Or I think we have a better kiss coming up. Some some episode that oh, yeah. is that some maybe there's an episode that is really focused on the Hodges case and it's just like Max and Josh and Allie and maybe even Hugo helping Grissom and Sarah in the Hodges case. Is this going to tie into our next bullet point? I have a feeling. Yeah. Okay. We're, I have I'm going to be real. This this bullet point we brainstormed before we record this episode, but damn, did we brainstorm for this last bullet point? Because yeah. So. This last bullet point, we're gonna talk is talk strictly about the Hodges case. So he's being framed for twelve cases, but not all of them happened under Grissom's watch. Some of them happened during the DB era. So the I lady says that she was getting in touch with every supervisor that worked with Hodges, right? Okay, mm-hmm. so if he faked that many evidence for that many years without leaving any trace behind, he has to be a really great criminal. And a really great criminal is what we call a psychopath, you know? But the thing is, I don't think he is. I don't think Hodges is a psychopath, okay? Because it makes no goddamn sense. So, going back to the Diane Chase case, Grissom was making an experiment to know if with the technology they had at the time, could Hodges have faked the evidence? Yes, he could. But we remember something. Hodges was a trace analysis. Wendy was the one with DNA. Not only Wendy, but Greg and Grissom had enough knowledge to replicate DNA. But also, when would Hodges have the time to fake so many evidence throughout the years? Because we don't know sometimes the CSIs yeah. work doubles or triples on high-profile cases. But when would he have the time? Not even just that. Like you said, we figured out that, okay, so we all know Hodges is trait. We know that. That's his domain. But now you're telling us that the evidence in question is DNA. So now we're supposed to be led to believe that Hodges, in all of his potential psychopathic glory, was out here replicating DNA in 2006, was replicating... Um, was all we've seen so far is that he's replicating DNA. Okay, that's not even his like area of expertise. You know what I mean? And like, he was a huge germaphobe in two thousand six. Yeah, he was. He didn't want to touch anything that wasn't trace, and even if he did, it had to be you know done by the book and things like that. But it's like I want to under like we said, we're trying to understand where the prosecution could be coming from. Yeah, but it doesn't make any sense. It's not lining up for us. It's not lining up. Yeah. So the case they the the I lady shows Grissom. Ronald Foles, you know, it, it was, it, this case happened during the BB era, and Nick led the investigation. Sarah works with him, I think. And it was the case in which this, this man was killed with his wife's remains. Now, by his during the episode, yeah, by his daughter. During the episode, the course of the episode, we find out that 
he wasn't only killed with his wife's remains. There was somebody else's remains mixed with the ashes. And, okay, but Hodges was essentially working with, you know, you know, human ashes, okay, it's trace. Could he identify the DNA? Maybe, because, I mean, I don't know, CSI school, I don't know. I mean, there's a, it, when, <laughs> after you become, like, a natural science scientist, you can go to this CSI course to work with forensics. But then you specialize in an actual era of knowledge, you know. I mean, they would have this general idea of how to do it. But it would take them more time to do it because it's not their area of expertise. Hodges is a trace analysis. He knows how to identify stuff, you know, that organic or non-organic that the CSIs find at the crime scenes. DNA is not his area of expertise. Wendy, Greg, and Grissom had the necessary knowledge to replicate And Finn DNA. when she was there. Yeah, but like in this time frame, like we're talking about the Diane Chase yeah. case. Like the, like, like we say on Twitter these days, the math ain't mathing, but- The math ain't mathing, baby, the math ain't, yeah. Oh, but, okay, so are there... side, The science isn't sciencing, okay? It, you know what, there the, we go, we'll use that. The science, science isn't sciencing. You know what though, okay, so going off of that, let's jump to our next, like, thing, because our next thing about this though is the fact that, like, okay, now we're, we're putting this together now, and we can't figure out how the prosecution could possibly be bringing this for, to court, so we're thinking as Gustav and Sarah and Max and everybody else would think. All that being said, is this supposed to be happening on purpose? They can't use their expertise to prove that, okay, yeah, Hodges could have replicated the DNA in 2006, but when would he have done it? Like, where, when, exactly. and how, like, would he have and done this? And knowing because the, and that lab was made of glass. Like, we were also talking about the case itself. Like, where would the case, where would the DNA, where would DNA even have needed to be? Like, yeah, exactly, because Hodges the case the itself one... didn't really involve DNA that was needed to make or break it. Like, they were yeah, a bunch they of didn't needed the, They didn't need the suspect's DNA to uh, understand it. Yeah, to get the, the, to the conclusion that they were the ones who did it. Because they were like, oh, they were the only ones, the, those three suspects, those three women, they were the only ones who were able to get into the bridal suite at this point in time when the victim died. Okay. It was and a murder of circumstance. So, like, yeah. it would, it, it didn't, yeah, so that's why I'm like, okay. We reached that, we figured that out. Okay, all of that and aside. She, and Diane was pushed and poisoned. Yeah, exactly. So, but it, all of that, so yeah, so all of that, we're like, okay, again, how is DNA being brought up again in this case? Okay, so like that goes back to what we're saying. Like, they're not even talking about mentioning that he's a trace analyst. They're just saying he was a CSI. Like, I wonder if they're going to play on the public's like naivete in the idea that like most of the people in the public aren't going to know that like a crime lab has specific people designated to do specific roles. Yeah, I don't think they're going to play that. They're going to play this card that most, you know, the jury trial, <laughs> they're not going to know that inside the lab. The CSIs have their own specialties, mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and a trace analysis, an analyst as Hodges wouldn't be able to replicate DNA. They would think that a CSI could replicate DNA because they know what DNA, what a DNA is, and they know how to identify it. So therefore, and they know they what a CSI is. Replicate. Yeah, like people, yeah, like people know what CSIs are. They know what DNA is. So if you just told twelve random strangers that, they'd be like, oh yeah, sure, I can totally believe that guy did it. And then, and then you just like introduce them to Hodges. They'd be like, yeah, that guy could totally do that. You're like, no, he's innocent. <laughs> At least now we currently, at least for now, that leads me to our next question. Are we still all, you know, is Hodges innocent or not? What do we think? What are we thinking? Innocent. Because of the okay. DNA stuff. Finally, Hodges okay. 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 um, <laughs> Finally, we got Brie to come back over to the, to the good side. Okay. Like, for now. I'll watch this. I'll be wrong. But, like, for now, we were able to, we were able to figure out that, like, the, it, the science ain't sciencing. The science thing, science thing, but for Hodges to be brought in, something bad must have happened. Okay. He he did something. I don't. I, I mean, in the case of of manipulating evidence, is he innocent? Yes, but he must have done something to piss somebody off. Because That's we Hodges. know Hodges. We've watched CSI. We know how he can piss off people. Yeah. So maybe he pissed off the wrong people. Okay. And like in the in the promo from the, for next episode, uh, the suspect that Grissom and Sarah identified, he said that, that the CSIs were onto them. So it leads me to believe there's more than one people involved in all of this. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we identified from the 12 cases that they said they're working on, we have identified five cases. Top tier, Natalie Davis, you know, I'm on the Natalie Davis train right here, people. <laughs> if I'm going to go down this train, I'm going to go down. But 
Natalie Davis, Lee Carroll, who was a serial killer on season nine, Diane Chase, David Bourne, and who had green blood, and Ronald Post. These are the five cases that we've identified so far. So it's about half and half Grism and DB right now. Yeah. Nice. And I mean, there's still room for them to throw in some Catherine cases there too. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, if Gil Grissom didn't catch it for, you know, the nine years he was a supervisor, would Catherine caught it and the... Honestly, I mean, would, if Grissom and Catherine, yeah, if Grissom couldn't catch it as supervisor and Catherine couldn't catch it as assistant supervisor, how the fuck was she supposed to catch it as supervisor? And how yeah. would DB catch it too? There's no fucking way DB would have caught it. I'm so sorry. I love you. I love you, DB. I love you, Ted Danson, but I need everybody's ratings. Oh, okay. Love the Everybody's ratings this week? Nine. It's, it's so solid oh, nine. Brie, why do we even ask you? <laughs> She's never going to give anything less than, than a nine or a ten. Ah. All right, that's fine. That's fine. I'm not a big, I'm not a good judge on CSI. I admitted that. You know, right. My You're ratings... No yeah, my rating for the episode, um, last week I gave it a 9 because it was the best episode so far. <laughs> I don't want to give it a 9, though. I mean, this episode was good, but... Uh, 8.5. Oh, okay, okay. We got 8.5. You know, I, I love the episode, I love how we had, but, you know, the thing is, we had to... I mean, we are old fans, we've been following the this show for a while. But we still, it took us some time to brainstorm some things. Some things that us as a longtime fans should have been able to caught it right off the bat. And we didn't. I don't think most people did it too. I mean, maybe we're just getting used to the to how they're telling the story now. But eight and a half. Okay. And I know yours is not going to be a nine. Probably not an eight either. Probably a five. No, no, not that low. Probably a six and a half. No, no, never, 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 never. At least you'll know it's always an, at least five or above. Um, well, let me think. I gave last week a seven point eight. I think I'm gonna keep a seven point eight for this week. Okay. I think I'm gonna keep it that way. I'm gonna keep it that way. Uh, I will say though, like people were, like Anthony was saying, I'm, you know what I mean? Like this was probably out of the ones we've seen. Everyone was meshing really well. Like, there weren't very, like, this didn't feel like they were still trying to figure out what the show was. Like, last week proved they were really getting on their feet. Now, up and walking, baby. They are moving and going. And I have a feeling this is, yeah, they're running. They're running now. But I have a feeling this is going to set the pace for the rest of the season. If it does, yeah. I'm very, very, very much looking forward to where we're going to go next. Next week especially, baby. Um, but, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep it 7.8. I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep it. You know what? I'm going to keep it like, a, like the ratings. Nice and steady. All okay. right? Nice and steady. And average. All right? Um, I didn't get a kiss this week, so I can't give you my new rating scale. Um, I do have a really fun rating scale. It's, it's still in the works right now, but like if I ever see them, just if, wait. Y'all just wait. are fucking, she's gonna give it a nine. But since we're probably not gonna get a fucking scene, she's probably gonna give it an eight if we get a kiss. Never say never, baby. Never say never. Okay. We also didn't think we were gonna hit what we already got. So. Yeah. That's true. Come on, that rope scene. You know, oh, I, I also never thought I was gonna see. Well, never thought I'd uh, see that. Okay, but we did, so. We did, and thank you, Jason, Tracy, one, two.